Isaiah 56, verses 9 through 12. All you beasts of the field, come to devour. All you beasts in the forest, his watchmen are blind. They are all without knowledge. They are all silent dogs. They cannot bark, dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. The dogs have a mighty appetite. They never have enough. But they are shepherds who have no understanding. They have all turned to their own way, each to his own gain, one and all. Come, they say, let me get wine. Let us fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow will be like this day, great beyond measure. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So it's not all positive in Isaiah. But <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. There we go. Uh, yesterday we looked at Isaiah fifty-six one eight and this you know this rousing invitation of all people, even the outcasts, to God. And here Isaiah turns on what we assume are the leaders of the people, uh, the yep. watchmen and the shepherds, uh, and. He calls them dogs, and he talks about how they cannot That's bark. Nice names. I mean, yeah, and dogs is, I mean, even more of an insult back in in that culture than yeah. it would be today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know it ends with their own words: "Come, let me get wine. Let us fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow will be like this day, great beyond measure." Uh, which just is, I mean, in some ways, tomorrow will be like today, great beyond measure. This is um, just a great image of their self confidence. Uh, mm-hmm. So, what do we do with this this turn in Isaiah's prophecy here? And I mean, I think a really important principle that we see really, really clearly illustrated in the prophets is there's this tension, or, or we might perceive it as a tension between God's love and His wrath. But the reality of the situation mm-hmm. is that God's God has wrath because he is love and and he can't be loving without having wrath. And so these are the people, and, and this is really clearly outlined throughout Isaiah, throughout other books of prophecy. You know, there, there's sort of grades of judgment, like different differing grades of judgment that are presented in scripture. And, and this is like even a New Testament idea that, you know, one who teaches scripture in church is held to a higher grade uh, of responsibility and given greater judgment for unfaithfulness. And so we see here that God, he's turning to the leaders and, you know, I, uh, I just finished, I'm doing the 90 day Bible reading plan with some people here. And so we've finished all the like books of history and, you know, you're kind of tracking with like the history of the kingdom of Israel and you see names like Isaiah pop up and but instead of seeing the prophecy side of it you see what's actually going on and basically it's all these really wicked kings who you know through seeking political alliance through seeking comfort through hedonism for whatever reason they are leading god's people away from him and into Mm. slavery Mm. and so rightfully this fills god with like the highest degree of wrath yeah. And so, I don't know, it's interesting when you read it in in line with, like, the history that's going on. You can see, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, there, there were kings, like, sacrificing their own sons to, you know, pagan gods and um, leading God's people towards that. So, of course, it evokes this, like, deep anger. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Will? Yeah, and I think you're exactly right that these leaders are held accountable 
And it's, I think, at least in part, if not mostly, because in their poor leadership, they are aiming for their own pleasure, right? Come, mm -hmm. let us get wine and strong drink, and tomorrow will be like this day. Well, who is enabling them to pursue that pleasure? It's their oppression and injustice. Uh, the way that they treat yeah. the poor and take advantage of them is what enables them to, it looks like, sleep all day and drink all night, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and so God God hates that. And that's what we see in this this passage as it continues is God's hatred for the oppression of the poor, the injustice done toward them by these self-aggrandizing leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, just to sort of reiterate what I said yesterday, this passage really can be of great comfort to us when, you know, a lot of times, and, and Dees talks about this a fair amount, and it's really helped me understand some of these passages that don't fit into like my experience as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of times when we wrestle to understand or like resonate with passages that deal with God's anger, towards injustice in the Bible, that's really more than anything a sign of our privilege that, yeah. you know, like by God's grace, like I'm, I'm not greatly oppressed at all. And yet like what an amazing comfort when, when you think about, you know, the nature of the world and, and you know, the amount of injustice that's going on that the Bible is not mute on those topics but actually speaks very boldly to the oppressed words of peace and to the oppressor, you know, calling to repentance and, and to, to turn yeah. and, or go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I had a seminary professor who, um, was said that one way to read the whole Bible is through the lens of that story where Nathan tells that, uh, tale to David about yeah. injustice and then when David gets really mad, Nathan turns on him and says, you are the man. And so mm -hmm. we should be careful when we read this passage. Oh, we get mad at these leaders who abuse those below mm, yeah. them. But are there ways in our own lives, we should ask, where this text says to us, so you are the man or you are the woman. Are there ways in which our pleasure is built on the backs of injustice towards others? This passage should force us to be careful about that, to look for ways where, and in our society that does happen, and sometimes it happens without us even knowing it, and sometimes we even know it and still do it. Uh, so let's seek out ways that we can pursue greater justice so that Gosh. we might live in a way that pleases God, which is what we looked at yesterday, right? God calls, he'll accept anyone as they seek to please him. Gosh, yeah, that I'm so glad you said that. That, that is a great reminder that it's so easy to read scripture and assume that we're the good guys. Um, mm -hmm. And yet it's often more profitable and fruitful for us to uh, look for ourselves in the shadows of it. So, man, yeah, I, I think that's a great thing for us to meditate on today and to search our hearts and practice repentance. So for Will Kinds, this is Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow in Isaiah 57. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.